Welcome to Do A Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. Lord, we give you praise. We bless you for what you are doing. We thank you, Lord, for what you do tonight. Father, we say, let your name be glorified. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your patience. You are God. And there is none like you. Let us be your holy name. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Let's have our seat, please. So I do apologize for you know, people watching online. I know it's been a bit of a challenge. It's because the networking here has been, has been uh, we are having challenges with, with the network. But we trust that God will help us in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, as we, I, I, the topic we are having as we go into the fasting period is fasting, the practice of priesthood. Fasting, the practice of priesthood. We have been talking a lot around priesthood. And to be honest with you, you could talk, you could teach on priesthood, every aspect of priesthood, even for a whole year. Because when we begin to understand our role as priests, and I think we started off by understanding our, our, our general understanding of what our priesthood is. Uh, so we will not be going over that again. But we are looking at fasting, the practice of priesthood. Before I go into that, I'm just going to just share something that has been on my heart, you know, and I hope that we would, we would all, um, we would all get to, you know, as we develop in our journey. It's been on two different occasions now that I've had, uh, that I've had such dreams recently. That I've had such dreams recently, and in that dream. I can just share a little bit of the last one. But there was a lady who was who seemed to be vulnerable, and somebody went up to her who was who, who I knew to be a Christian, and as that person was consoling that lady, he began to take advantage of her. So I approached the lady after, and I told her that you know because you are vulnerable does not mean you should give yourself to things like this and X, Y, Z. But that's not really where I'm going. What I'm, what, so by the time I was speaking to her, it was very strong in my mind that I should speak to her about Jesus. So as I began to speak to her about Jesus in that dream, as soon as I mentioned the name of Jesus and things like that, a man at the back said, ah, you guys are coming in, all this Jesus, Jesus kind of stuff. So as I was trying to have the conversation with him, as I was trying to engage him, and things like that. There were other people in that environment. And there were other people who were saying, okay, you're not saying everybody else is going to hell, all those kind of stuff. And I, I was not saying that dream that, you know, this is what the scripture says. I am telling you what exactly the scripture says. Who Jesus is and what he has come to do. And 
But what really, and that's why I'm coming to this point, is that towards the tail end of that dream, I saw that there were certain people who arose and began to, they brought all these, um, um, uh, uh, what's it called, scripts, or, or, or scripts of scripture, or whatever it is. It was all written in Greek and Hebrew and all those kind of stuff. And they were trying, they were saying that, you know, oh, you, you are saying that the Bible says this, but this is what the Bible, this is, this is what, and things and things like that. We were going back and forth. And people were there. And I was screaming in that, in that, in that auditorium or in that place. I was saying to people, please, Christians that are here, read your Bible. These people here that you think they're teaching you whatever it is they're teaching you. And I was telling you that I said, why don't you interpret all these things in English? You keep on, you are leading people astray. And in that dream, I was, I was, I was really hungry. And it got to a point that, you know, I was, I was screaming and shouting and saying, you know, and I said, if you are a Christian here and you don't, you don't understand the scriptures, you are going to be vulnerable. It was so interesting that I woke up angry. You know, I was angry. I was, I, I woke up hang. I was angry to the point when I was waking up and I kept on. I was just muttering the words, "Read your Bible and stop and stop all these kind of things." I think so. Yeah. And you know, somebody was saying to me, "See, very soon churches will be empty." Because the wave of what is coming up. Because why? Why I'm saying that? Because Christians are not taught scriptures. And by the time people begin to show you things and this in the Bible, you go, ah, oh, really? Ah, actually, didn't see it that way. Maybe. I know it's the dream has come to me like twice when I woke up hungry. And you know it is. I I know, and I'm just pleading with us. It is important. There is the place of revelation. There is the place of scripture. But I'm begging us by the message of God. There is so many deceptions going on, and you just you know. At times, it's interesting that you know Christians cannot even perceive because one of the challenges we all have, including me, at times, that people have not been taught scriptures. You know, people have not been taught scriptures, and 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 you know, I was just looking at this as we go on because that is also key to our priesthood. I was looking at this and I just wanted to share this with you. I know I shared it some time ago. I don't know if it will be clear. But if you can please uh, go to the next slide. I don't know if, if that is clear enough. But basically, if you decide to read the Bible 10 hours and 38 minutes a day, you will finish the whole Bible in one week. If you read two hours 29, two hours 30 minutes, you will read, you will finish the Bible in a month. If you read the Bible 12 minutes a day, you finish the Bible in a year. 25 minutes a day, you read the Bible in six months. What this challenge us is that I know 
the reading speed is different. But let me assume that I am meditating on it, I'm meditating on it, I'm meditating on it. I should be able to finish the Bible in two years. And, you know, I don't know if you have finished the Bible before we were after or down upon. God help also. New Year, new resolution. <laughs> See, you cannot have as can you approach a lawyer, a doctor that say, ah, me have not read all my but I, I can I can deal with your situation. Don't worry. I am gifted. And yet, we have people who have not, and they are practitioners. What you cannot do for a lawyer, you can say, a lawyer, ah, my lawyer is gifted. Does he know law? Ah. He knows some of it, some of it, some of it. So by the time he gets to you, God help us in Jesus' name. Yeah. I too, I know, I'm setting my own target also, but it's just important that we know. You know, somebody was that was starting. I was taking about six thousand, sixty thousand people, and uh, you know, um, people's they said that they spend what percentage of of, of people's um, what percentage of people spend thirty minutes on more than one thing and things. And like you have, you know, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and things like that. You know. I posted something on my on my Facebook. I can't remember it now, but it was John Piper that quoted it. John Piper said, one of the greatest thing that the greatest uh, tool that Twitter, Facebook, YouTube has done in this century is to show people that they have no excuse by saying, I don't have time to pray or to fast. Oh, sorry, or to read your Bible. Because you have spent so much time so the argument that, ah, God, I have no time. God will say, go and bring the Facebook page. <laughs> you know? Even, even um, Hapu helps you out now. Hapu yeah. gives you reports. So you see your reports at the end of the week. I said, you know, this is my report for this week. I have spent 10 hours on YouTube. I too, I'm also, you know, at times when I see that I've reduced it, I say, oh God, thank you. I say, I see, you know, my, my, my report is coming down. You know what I'm saying? So, but the problem is that now that you work for money, you don't work on your computer, you don't watch on your, you watch on your, on your laptop. So, the one that you think that is coming down on your, on your, on your phone, it's not coming down, it's actually going up on the other side. So it's just important that we know, and it is important that we please read the Bible. And one of the things that I will also subscribe is that as one of the benefits I see and I learn a lot when we do the Bible studies that we are looking at scriptures, as in we are, we are following a whole book from beginning to end. I don't know if you have been there before. I have been there in the Bible so where I read something, when they read something, ah, was that in the Bible? And things like that. Because it's there. 
So even if you just take a chunk of week, it helps. See, we are at a disadvantage in our generation. Because when the early church started, they don't do 15-minute sermon. Jesus never taught people for 15 minutes. People stayed there for days and he taught them. So there was no quick, short, 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 short things like that. So imagine then when they had an attitude. You see, when you, Acts chapter 20, Acts chapter 20, verse, let's go quickly, please. It said, it said, on the first day of the week, we came together to break bread. Paul spoke to the people because he intended to leave the next day. He kept on talking until midnight. There were many lambs in the in the um, in the upstairs room because people were there um, um, where they were meeting. Yes, seated in the window was a young man who basically, you know, he, he fell down. He was sleeping. He fell into deep sleep as Paul talked on and on. <laughs> but you can't blame him. They've been listening to teaching since morning. And Paul is still going on midnight, and Paul is continuing. The Bible says Paul kept calling, talking on and on. Then the boy fell now from the window and died. And Paul just went there and rose him. Come back to class. <laughs> Come back to class. I'm just sharing with you that, you know, if it is becoming, and if truly, like the Bible says that the last days is going to become, the devil is going to become more active, and the church is reducing the time, the time for the word, reducing it further and further. So that's why I said, the best you can get, it is important. I'm not saying that we are going to spend four hours preaching, but I'm just saying that if that is how they started, and they continue. You may say that they don't have job. They do. But when people come to come and learn, they sit down and learn properly. So there was no um, five minutes like exhortation and things like this. Like that was, you know, God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. So I am just encouraging you that as the days get closer and closer, as the day of the Lord gets closer and closer, it's people's understanding of scriptures is going to be tested. It's going to be tested. So God help us in Jesus' name. Now, as we as we go further and as we look at priesthood, there are certain things that when a priest is there is the process first, which is called the winning process. So that means that even though somebody was ordained by heaven from birth, that they are going to be priests. If they are not first of all winged, they are not usable. So that means that you cannot just give back. See, an example was Samuel. Samuel 122. The Bible says that Anna did not go. She told her husband, wait 
until the baby, the boy is weaned. Then I will take him to the tabernacle and leave him there with the Lord permanently. What this means is that is that except except the winning process, that child is properly weaned. He's not depending on on is 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 becoming matured. You cannot come and dump problem in the temple. That child needs to be weaned properly. Then we can it can be used. What does that mean? Jesus said also that a man cannot serve two masters. So when Jesus said, no, the way he said, he said, no one can serve two masters. That means that you cannot. It is impossible. All these things that, you know, I am doing God half, I am trying to do this half, it is not possible. You may think it is possible, but the scripture says it is not. So the winning process, getting us away from the things of the world is critical when it comes before that child is brought before God to be used. Before that child is brought before God to be used. Even when the child is, uh, the baby is brought into the, at the boy after he's weaned, it doesn't directly walk into priesthood. When you go to Numbers chapter chapter um, 8, the Bible says this applies to the Levites. Men 25, or 25 years old or more shall come to take part in the work at the tent meeting. But at the age of 50, they must retire. Now, what he's saying, that doesn't mean that adults are not welcome in the house of God. What he's saying, because if you go on to, let's read on, please. He said, he, he said, he said they may assist their brothers. So that means they, be, they begin to come to a role of mentorship. So, the Bible says, at the age of 25, they come into active worship. And that also means that because the work is active, by the time they get to 50, they retire and they are mentoring the next generation to come in. That also means that you cannot mentor somebody except you have spent 25 years in proper active, so in proper service, before you can tell somebody what to do. Does that make sense? So, but what I'm just trying to point out here is that even after they brought Samuel in, he had to stay outside, learning the job before he became 20. Then he can start to work. So that means that the process of refining with God takes a long time. Even though they are Levite, that means they are born into a family where they are called priests. God doesn't just take people and say, you know, the problem is that People are pushed out. Used to, you know, people to say, you know, God has called you. You are, you are this, you are that. And God is saying, what, what do I want to do with this one? Until he's properly weaned. Until he's properly weaned. And that is the process with God. That is the process with God. 
you know, um, and, and this at a time this that twenty five was brought down to twenty by son. I think Saul introduced twenty to bring it in line with the with the age by which they go to battle. But you know, um, God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. So as we begin to look at winning, please take note of what I just said. We're just looking at them. Just you know, start off on a general note as we look at fasting as a tool. You know, I was doing a bit of it. You know, you have, you have it on BBC. This, the NHS website has it, talking about fasting, uh, the benefit of fasting. You know, so the, it is said here that you know you have this American Heart Association. This their website they had this article. They said regular fasting could lead to longer and healthier life. And this uh, neuroscience web website says inter um, intermittent fasting may help you live longer. So even if we are going to talk about fasting as a medical remedy, if there is an hospital in Germany that, that treats people on fasting. So you are prescribed fasting as a main means of treatment. You know, and that is not that is not um, that is not far from scriptures. Isaiah chapter fifty-eight. Isaiah chapter fifty-eight says that is. I'm just trying to give you the context that we are talking about fasting. He said, "Is this not the kind of fasting I have chosen to lose the chains of the injustice uh, of injustice and to unite the cords?" Of sorry to to unite the cords of the yoke and set the oppressed free. So untie sorry untie the cords of, of of the yoke and to set the oppressed free and break every every yoke. Let's read on, please. So when he's just discussing about fasting and what should come along with fasting. So let's go on, please, to the next slide. Now, he now said, then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. So when fasting is done properly, it ignites the healing process in your body. So science is just confirming what scripture has already spoken about ever since. The reason why God allowed you to sleep in the middle of the night so that your body can have time to, to, to recuperate, you know, that's why your, your morning food is called breakfast. But if you are now, <laughs> if you now don't want to sleep and you're eating in the middle of the night and you do, <laughs> God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So, as we now begin to look more closely as fasting a practice of the priesthood, why is fasting important as a priest? One thing I would say as we go on is this, is that you, a man has three 
parts of the body. You have the body, the soul, and the spirit. You have the body, the soul, and the spirit. Now, what fasting does, and I will get to that very soon, what fasting does that it energizes your, it energizes your, your, um, your spirit. It silences your soul. So you are able, so that spirit man is able to find expression. Most of the time, when you think that, and we will get there maybe during the week when we talk, when, when you think that when you fast, something happens, what actually happens is you, you become more empowered to be able to do. So your faith is either strengthened or something in you is, is, is empowered when you fast. When you would see this example when Jesus was, when Jesus, after Jesus, God told, spoke about Jesus and said, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Please listen to him. That is Matthew chapter 3 uh, verse 17. When you go to Matthew chapter 4, you begin to see that the Bible says Jesus was led into the wilderness to be tempted. After he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. So what happened? Jesus was about to be tested. It was as if a temptation was coming. The devil was trying to deal with certain things with him. Why did Jesus fast before the temptation? Because what fasting does, it energizes your spirit man to the point whereby when Temptation comes. Your spirit man is already is already functioning at a level whereby no matter what temptation brings, you can overcome it. So at times people would say to you that when, even when, and we will begin to, I'll begin to explain that even as we go further, is that. When fasting is, 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 is done in the way of God, what he does is that it empowers you in such a way that you can, you know, when, because what, what fasting does, let's, please let us, I'm coming back to Job. Let's quickly go to Psalm, please. Psalm 35. The Bible says, but as for me, when they were sick. My clothing was was a sackcloth, morning garment. And I said, I humbled my soul with fasting. So when your soul is is brought, is 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 when you begin to when your soul is under control, as it were, your spirit man has the power, the capacity to be able to do things. So. You will begin. What I'm trying to say is this: your spirit man has the ability to live like God. But the problem is that once your soul and your flesh is active, it becomes a battle. So when fast, what fasting does is that it helps you to. It helps your spirit to rise and control the environment. It helps it control the environment. 
I understand that again when fasting is done wrongly, that's why you see somebody who would who would fast and yet continue in sin. It is because there is no understanding of what is happening. But when but when so you will see it again in, in Ezra chapter 8, verse 21, the Bible says that you will see, I proclaimed a fast so we might humble ourselves before the Lord. So when I come to a place of fast, my spirit man is active. That is why at times when you say that, to talk about you say that fast for three days to, to, to ask God for guidance. It's not that God is not speaking. It's just that when you come to a fast, your spirit man becomes very active. Then your hearing becomes clear. Does that make sense to us? God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, when you see what Jesus was saying in Luke chapter 5, Jesus said, can you make the friends of a bridegroom fast while he is with them? But the time will come when the bridegroom is taken away from, the, from them. In those days, they will fast. What does that mean? What this first of all means is that like, when, he's, when the bridegroom is taken away, then they will fast. What is up? Why? What happens when the bridegroom is with them? Let me give the illustration this way. They can talk to him because the bridegroom is with them. They don't need the connection. Does not need to necessarily be enhanced for them to connect with him. But once he leaves, to be able to maintain that level of connection, fasting. You need to be introduced. Does this does this make sense? Yeah. So that means that that's why, as a Christian, fasting is critical in your journey with God. Fasting is critical because because you are not trying to get. See, what, what you can achieve with Jesus next door or Jesus close to you is the same way that is the same that when fasting gets to a point or when you continually fast, the Christ in you is empowered. It becomes alive like he was when he was with you, when he was on earth. Does this make sense to us? So, So one of the things I hope you can achieve, we can get to the point. See, when somebody is struggling with an addiction, if that person gives themselves to fasting, they have the ability to break that addiction. Because what happens? Their spirit man is empowered to be able to act. So you would see, um, let's go to, let's like this, um, Cell Corinthians. I'm just going to read this in the in NLT and in, and in message. 
The Bible says, for we know that when this earthly tense we live in is taken down, that is when we die and leave this earthly body, we will have a house in heaven, an eternal body for us by God himself, not by human hands. He now said, we grow weary in this present body. We long to put on our earthly bodies like new clothes. Yes, let's go on, please. He said, for we will put on our heavenly bodies. We will not be, we will not be spirits without bodies. In, this is where we are going. While we live in these earthly bodies, we groan and sigh. But it is not that we want to die or get rid of this body that clothes us. Rather, we want to put on new bodies so that our dying bodies will be swallowed up by life. So they're saying that within my body, the way we express to God, we are trying to connect heaven. But there is, this body is still limited. So when we want that body to be subjected, to be, to, be, to, to be overtaken by life, that is by the light of God, we, 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 we find a way to, to groan and shout for it. We are looking forward to it. And that instrument, like Jesus said, is fasting. So, so what is happening is that your, your, your spirit man is trying to flow out and take charge of your physical body. So, and that is what we do when we fast. So, one thing I'm just trying to first of all establish is that as we are continuing in, as we go in this seven days fasting, it is your spirit man that is, is coming, you want to, you, you, are, you are giving it support for it to have expression. See, when, okay, let's put it this way. When Christ in you speaks, demons hear. So when fasting, what happens that when you are fasting, it's not that God is speaking. Is that Jesus, that light is already in you. So when you are fasting, it is rising to a point that when you say, in the name of Jesus, they hear. But at times the problem is that they are hearing you, but it is faint. Because your spirit man is still very silent. He's shouting, but he can't be heard. Does that make sense to us? God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. See, when people understand, when we all, including me, understand more and more about fasting, people will not be fasting and be, and be you know, at times, see, this is how also people can involve in demonic things when you are fasting. Because what is happening, your spirit is open. And if you are not fed your spirit with the word of God, you will connect with anything 
Because what is happening is that your spirit is already becoming alive. You get what I'm trying to say? Your spirit is already coming alive. God grants us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. And as we read on, we go to, you see, when one of the things I just want us to say is that, so as we on, the Bible says that, and this is not that you fast every single day of your life, but it helps in that journey. The Bible says that God is spirit, and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So that means that if we are saying that fasting enhances my spirit, then it would enhance my worship. It would enhance my worship. Why do we come to that? So I'm just going to... Please, can you go to Luke chapter 2? Just two scriptures down. Luke chapter 2. Yeah. The Bible says, Then was a woman... Sorry, then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped God day and night, fasting and praying. On that version, will tell you she was worshipping God with fasting. Or do you have... Do you have KJV there? Or anyone that has KJV or anything at all? He said they were worshipping God with fasting. So, you, you know... Worship night and day fast. Is that KJV, ma? Or what is it? NIV. Okay. Do you have... Oh, yeah. Um, and then as a widow until she was 84, she did not depart from the temple. Worshipping with fasting and praying night and day. Worshipping with fasting and praying night and day. So worshipping, your worship is enhanced. Your worship is enhanced. When you engage fasting. And that is why when they say that if you are leading or you are doing something within the church, you engage fasting because it, it enhances your service before God. It enhances your service before God. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, if you go to scripture before that, Acts chapter 13, the Bible says, while they were worshipping the Lord and fasting. Again, worship is linked with fasting. Because your fasting life enhances your worship. As you are connecting with God by the spirits, Fasting enhances your spirit man and the connection in worship increases. So that means that as a Christian, if I want to keep growing in my worship and connection with God, I cannot but introduce fasting.
God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible says, Jesus was saying, it says, um, Matthew chapter 6, that's two scriptures after Luke. He said, be careful. Do not practice your righteousness in front of others to be seen by them. So, Jesus was saying, there is an act of practicing righteousness. Do we get to that point? There's the part of practicing righteousness. Before that, if you go to, um, you, you don't have them, but chapter 5, the last scripture, Jesus was saying that be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. That's the last verse before you get to um, chapter 6. He said, be perfect as... Perfect, mm-hmm. as your heavenly father is perfect. So he was talking about how how you develop your work as God as you become more and more in your journey with God. So he now went on to say, be careful not to practice your righteousness in front of people. So what was the righteousness he was talking about? What were the hearts of righteousness Jesus was talking about? In verse 2, he says that when... He, said, he now said, so when you give. So, giving is also part of your of your of your um, of your no, of your worship in, in terms of your journey towards as you em, em, as you move on in, in perfection. That's why the Bible says that when, how would he, he said, he said, he said, he said, if you see a widow or things and you don't give to them, he said, he, was saying, he, said, he said, what is what is worship? He said, how can you define your service before God if you see the needy and you don't give to them? So, part of our our worship instrument is giving to the needy. Then, if you go to verse 5, please. He now said, and when you pray. So, he was giving the acts of righteousness. Or what you engage in as you walk towards perfection. He was saying you need, you must learn to give yourself. Give to people. Be good to people. Then he now went on to say, when you pray. When you pray. Then let's see the other one that he spoke about. Let's go to the next slide. I think verse 16 or so. Yeah. The Bible says, he now said, when you fast. So what am I trying to point out is that. When Jesus was saying your works of righteousness in your journey to perfection, one of the things that you need in that journey is your prayer life, is fasting, and how you give. Because that hates your journey with God. Of course, all of these things at the bottom of it, as a foundation of it that feeds into everything, is the word of God. Is the word of God. God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. Second Corinthians chapter 10. And verse 4. The Bible says. Our weapon of warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God. 
So that means that when we begin to engage it in line with the will of God, then what happens is that it becomes mighty. It becomes mighty. So as we engage in our fasting, the, that is why the Bible says that, and your, because the Bible says to us that you are the light of God. But one of the things that is happening is that there is a way by which that light breaks forth. And one of that process is called fasting. Isaiah chapter 58, you have to go back to the top, please. Isaiah chapter 58. God bless you. In I said, then will your light break forth? So a Christian that is carrying fire inside, the fire will still be covered up until when he gives himself, and it is not a one-off event. It is a, just as you continue to pray, fasting is also part of your journey with God. Except you only want to be connected to the bride once a year. But if you want to maintain your constant relationship, then fasting is an all. When your light is getting to, when you carry the light of God, as I am fasting and praying, my light begins to radiate from within. That was why when the Bible says, after Jesus had finished fasting for 40 days, when he came down, the Bible says that his fame went across. So what was happening is that the fire seemed to have brewed to a point that it became to affect the environment. So as we journey in these seven days, there is a well inside of you. But that well cannot come out except you begin to steer the top by praying and fasting. Then you begin to discover certain things you'll be seeing yourself in the dream. Some of us, we have been healing in the dream. Some of us, you have been preaching in the dream. Some of us, you have you know, it is you do all the mighty work of God inside the dream. But when fasting and prayer is introduced, it brings it from within into, into the heart. Because then your spirit man begins to have the ability to rise that he can deal with things. So that's why it is good to have length, but if it's only length that you do, it's not good enough. And that is why you will begin to see as we... One thing, when Jesus was fasting for 40 days, he was getting himself prepared for the temptation that was coming. Nobody told Jesus to fast. Why did he fast? 
because he understood he was human. He was, sorry, he was in human form. And the connection that brings one that takes over the other is fasting. So by the time the temptation came, it did not meet, it was, that was why one of the first things they introduced was food. So, in your journey as a Christian, there is a lot that God is about to do. And as we commit ourselves to fasting and prayer, God will grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, I'm going to be mocking about. Can you go to Job for me, please? Thank you. God was saying to the devil, Mr. Devil, what's going on? You've been going, how are you doing? I said, I've been going back and forth. And God now said, Ah, there is a man, Job. You go to verse 7. He said, Job and God, did God said, <laughs> so the devil said, you have put an hedge around him. But verse 5 explained to us how that hedge came about. It was as if Job was already engaging in a practice of fasting and prayer, whereby the hedge was formed around him. He was, he, was, he was able to take charge of his territory because of his altar of prayer. Let's go to um, verse 5. I think you were on there before. He said, he said, when the period of feast had run its course, Job would make an arrangement for them to be purified. Hell in the morning, he would, he would sacrifice burnt offering, each for, each for or, or, of them, thinking perhaps my children have sinned and Cost God in their hearts. This was Job's regular custom. I know that the Christ in you can overcome sin, but you need to give room for Christ to step out into that issue. Or else you say, ah, you know, hey, God knows that I am, he knows that he understands me. And God says, yeah, I understand you because you don't fast. This is the problem. See, when we don't understand these things, this is when you would hear people say, when they say you should fast, someone will say, ah, what, what is the problem? What, what problem do I have now? Or you say, ah, they say you should just fast for things. You say, ah, what is the prayer point? There has to be a prayer point. What is the prayer point? How can we just fast? When the Bible says Jesus had fasted for 40 days, did he have prayer points? Because he was. The the the, the 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 soul, the spirit needed energy to be able to deal with what was ahead of him. 
So, but at times, one of the challenges is that when these things happen, we don't understand what is happening. Some people will say, ah, that didn't happen. I fasted seven days and, and, it, and it went away. You think something magic has happened. But what he wasn't taught was that that power is inside of you. The fasting is just giving that thing expression. So by the time, at times when they choose seven days, of, because it might take time, you're, you're, it's, it's gradually rising to the point where it can, you can stand to face whatever it is that's, that's going on. So, all we are saying as we come to a close on this, I will be talking bits here in and out over the over the couple of days that we have. But please engage your spirit, engage yourself. Some of us, you know, to hear God well. Because what happens is that your spirit man is open, your ears can open. Maybe my own case is going to be the Bible says to me that he said, my sheep hear my voice. So why can I not hear you, God? I am your sheep. Why can I not hear you? You need to open my ears to begin to, so that I too want to hear you. I want to know when you are speaking to me. I don't want to think, ah, you know, maybe he's God, maybe he's not, maybe, and I'm not too sure. God, in these seven days, as my spirit man is coming alive, let me hear you. You know, because then you are, you are, and what is happening is that the bride is coming, bridegroom is coming closer. Because it's as if your mobile phone is the instrument of fasting. We have a lot to talk about all through the seven days, but it is just a point that we leave it as we come to the place of prayer together. Is that, Father, as I go in this journey, anything holding my spirit down that is making me shout from my body, like that, that scripture said, I am shouting from my body, I am reaching now to heaven that there is a life in that heaven, sorry, please let's just go to that um, uh, Second Corinthians. I think the message I had the message there, please. Yeah, he said, he said, for instance, we know that this, that when these bodies of ours is taken down like tents and folded away, they will be replaced by the resurrection bodies in heaven. God made not handmade. We would never have to relocate to our tent again. Sometimes we we can hardly wait to move. He said, so we cry out in frustration. Let's read the please. Compared to what is coming, living conditions around here seem to be a stopover in an unfunny sack. Shack. Now he went on to say. This is where I am actually going. He said, the Spirit of God whets our appetites. That means 
you get a flavor of heaven. You are able to connect with heaven when you, the spirit of God comes and whets your appetite. And say, you know, there is, there is more for you, but taste it now. There is, you are, your spirit is trying to reach out for healing because in heaven, there is nobody that is sick. And as you fast, your hand is reaching out to say, I am, I am, I know that this condition is not the best. So as your fasting is coming, it's giving that spirit an expression. So whatever it is that you think that your body, maybe God is saying to you, and I'll hand it there, God is saying to you, by your lift this thing. The problem is that God is spirit. And when God is speaking, he's expecting my spirit man to lift it. But I have left my spirit man and not carrying. Or I'm able to carry it. Five minutes, I am tired. Because I am not supposed to run in my own strength. So next time, even in this time, as God gives you the grace to fast, please see it as an opportunity to give yourself an expression. That's why so please. Thank you for listening to this week's sermon. Have a blessed week.